Okay. So today we continue discussing the tabernacle and its vessels, and today's section is focused on the altar, the outer altar, altar the altar of copper. The verse says, you shall make the altar of shittim wood, five almost long and five almost wide. The altar shall be square and three almost its height. So remember, an amma, which is this biblical measurement, is about one and a half feet. Five amas long and five amas wide means seven and a half feet by seven and a half feet. Three amas its height, four and a half feet its height. So Rashi says there's two opinions here. Some say that this is literally what it was. It was three amas high, according to that opinion. It was actually ten amas long, 15 feet, by ten amas wide, 15 feet, and then three amas, four and a half feet height. According to a different Tana, Rabiosi, it was ten amas tall, five amas long, and five amas wide, meaning its height then was twice its length. Now how, does, how can he say this? The verse says clearly it's three amas. And he's saying it's ten amas tall. So he said, because it says that it's square. It shall be square. And the same phrase, the same concept of being square, it says regarding the interior altar, the altar of gold, the altar for incense. So just as in connection to this interior altar of incense, its height is twice its length. Well, here too, the height is twice its length. The length is five, the height is ten. Okay, but then what does it mean that its height is going to be three amas? You're saying its height is ten amas. So he explains that there are various parts of this altar, and from one part of the slaves, the and running around, as we'll learn in Arashi soon what that is, from there until the height upward is three amas. Next verse. You shall make its horns on its four corners. From it shall be its horns. You shall cover it with copper. Remember, in the interior of the temple, the tabernacle. The altar there is gold. One, the exterior one is copper. Rashi says the fact that it says you shall make its horns, from it shall its horns be, means that you can't make these horns. These horns are like these upward protrusions. You can't make these upward protrusions separately and attach them, but literally as you're melting out the altar, you have to put in blocks that would create these upward four horns on the four corners. Why do we cover it with copper? Copper is to atone for insulin. As it says, your forehead is copper. That's a metaphor for insulin. The forehead is used to symbolize insulin because like an insulin person is raising his forehead. Instead of bowing it in humility, he's raising it up. Also, copper has a certain hardness associated with insulin, suggested by the 
inflexibility of the forehead when it's raised, that situation should really be lower. Next verse. You shall make its pots to remove its ashes and shovels and its sprinkly basins and its prongs and its firepans. You should make all its implements of copper. So first, Rashi comments on making its pots. Rashi says they were like kettles. The pots are to remove the ashes, which means the ashes, of course, because on this altar we're burning the offering, so there's ash. And then Rashi has a very long piece of the Rashi where he explains that the same word could mean itself and its opposite. And he gives many examples. Like the same word could express building and tearing down, rooting and uprooting, for example, flourishing and destroying, for example. Helping with stones and removing stones. So here, the word for ash is used, but it doesn't mean ash. It means the opposite, to remove the ashes. We see here that the word ash, which normally would mean ashes, means here the opposite, the removal of ashes. It's as if a word is, in a sense, like a... Like um an absolute value concept. You think mathematically, the absolute value of five is five. The absolute value of negative five is also five. That's it's like essence worth in the positive or negative direction. We're saying the same thing here. And it's as if we're creating an absolute value of the word, and therefore the word or its opposite both means the same thing. Okay. Also, the verse talks about making its shovels. Rashi says. So these were the shovels with which they take away the ashes. They're in the shape of lid of a metal pot. They were thin with a handle. And its sprinkling basin. This was to receive the blood of the sacrifices. And its prongs were in the shapes of bent hooks to strike the meat of the sacrifices, to spear it, to turn over the meat. Speed, in other words, on the coals to speed up the burning. And its fire pans. So these vessels have a cavity to take the coals in them from the outer altar, which are then carried into the inner altar for the burning of the incense. Because of this raking of the coals, they're called machtos, which is from the same root word. And all of its implements are made of copper. All of its implements is as if it's written without the prefix of the Lamed, which means for all of its implements. Just understand it simply. All of its implements should be copper. Next verse. You shall make for it a lattice of copper netting, work, and make upon the net four copper rings at its four edges. So this word that we're translating here as lattice, Rashi says, relates to the term for speed. What's the speed? Well, something like a garment made for the altar, perforated by many holes like a sort of net. Then the Rashi says you should invert the verse. You should make for it a lattice of copper of netting work. 
but so we should invert the verb to understand it. You shall place it beneath the band of the altar downward, and the netting shall go to the midpoint of the altar. So what does this mean, this band of the altar? So this is what I was mentioning earlier, is what we call technically the stoivate. This is a surrounding band, which the Hebrew word is karkov, which implies something that encompasses all the way around. And it was the width of an ama, one and a half foot. And this purpose here is like decorative. And this is what we explained earlier is the end of the three amas of the altar's height. If you remember, we said, according to the opinion, that the altar is actually ten amas tall, not three. Well, what, do, what does the verse mean? It should be three amas. And we said these three amas is from this band, this cellular band, and up, those were the three amas. Now, at this point, in, this, in the tabernacle, this altar is much smaller than the altar in the ultimate temple. So there, by the temple, this concept of this soivev, uh, this surrounding band, was actually wide enough for the priest to walk on. But here, in the tabernacle, they're not walking on this small, narrow area. They would walk on the top of the altar within the horns. Now, in the Talmud, it discusses this issue. It says it's written that under the band, this surrounding ledge we're talking about here, under the band of the altar downwards, which is teaching us that this is not on the top of the altar, but on its side, with its latticework garment below it. And this is answered in the Talmud by saying that there were two bands, one for decoration and one for the priests that they shouldn't flip. So the one on the side of the altar was for decoration. Beneath it, that's how the altar was dressed with this, like, latticework garment. And this lattice was one ama wide. It was actually a sign also of half the height of the altar. Now, why do we need to know exactly where it's half the height of the altar? Because when one's sprinkling the bloods from the offering, some bloods have to be sprinkled to the upper half of the altar, and some have to be in the lower half. How do we know you're sprinkling the blood? How do you know? So the bottom band of this lattice work was the halfway mark. Which in the temple, there was like a red line surrounding the temple, which was the sign of upper bloods and lower bloods. Now something else that was happening with this altar, though it's not written here, is the idea of the ramp. Because there's another verse that says that you cannot ascend to the altar with steps, with stairs, but you need a smooth ramp. 
Now, in the verse discussing the ramp, it doesn't say anything about this copper altar. It says an earthen altar make for me. Our sages explain that this earthen altar is the copper altar we're talking about here. So for this copper altar, again, the priest could not walk up to it on steps, so they had a smooth ramp. So if it's a copper altar, why does this call it the earthen altar? Because there's a cavity in the altar, and they would fill this cavity with earth whenever they camped. So that's why this copper altar is referred to as the earthen altar. So this ramp was at the south of the altar, separated a tiny bit from the altar, more like a hair's breadth, and the lower edge extended to the ama of the courtyard, adjacent to the curtain of the courtyard on the south, which, of course, is based on the measurements, assuming the height of the altar was 10 amas. But for those that actually view the altar as a lot shorter, again, 10 amas will mean the altar is 15 feet. So we can understand then this idea because the priest has to be throwing things onto the altar. But if you view it in the most literal sense, which is that the altar is three amas, four and a half feet, then obviously the ramp is much smaller. And then the ramp itself would only be 10 amas long. So depending on the height of the altar would obviously determine the length of the ramp to reach that height. Next verse. You shall make poles for the altar, poles of shittim wood, and you shall cover them with copper. Next verse. Its poles shall be brought into the rings, and the poles shall be on two sides of the altar when it is carried. So Rashi explains there were four rings made on this Lattice work, remember the netting that's dressing up the altar? That the first had said there to make these rings. Hollow panel shall you make it. As you were shown on the mountain, so shall you do. So this means that the boards of shechem wood will be at either side and hollow in the middle. Meaning it shouldn't be of one piece of wood having this thickness of five amas by five amas in the shape of a block, but rather it should be boards of sheet and wood on each side and hollow in the middle, which of course is directly connected to what we just mentioned when we spoke about the idea of this altar, this copper altar being referred to as a earthen altar because its cavity was hollow and whenever they camped, they filled that cavity with earth. So here we see in this verse very clearly that there is this empty cavity because it says very clearly that it should be hollow in the middle. It shouldn't be made of one block of wood with this thickness of five ounces by five ounces in the shape of a block, but literally hollow board. 